Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living So Bob. Busy Living So Bob. Busy Living So Bob. Hi, Busy. Hi, JF. <laughs> We're coming on really late tonight, you guys. Yeah, We're really a late. Punchy. A little punchy. It's 8 30 at night. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was my birthday, so I'm a little. I want to say I'm tired. Oh, was your birthday? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. How was it? It was a really nice birthday. Oh, that's good. Thank you. JF made it really, really, really How old nice. were you? 41? Yeah. Plus 11. No. I don't 52 believe it. 52 years old. No way. You're not supposed to tell anybody that. I know, mm -hmm. but I do because I'm transparent. Now they think you're going to be 60. I'm like transparent. Somebody said to me today, they're like, you're so authentic. I'm like, well, I think that's the only way I can be. It's the only way I'm comfortable in my own skin is being authentic. The authentic you? The authentic me. Mm-hmm. It is. It's the authentic me. Um, I'm in golf clothes for those of you that are watching on YouTube. Sorry, I just got, I play golf. I just like I had a good. I, I was getting busy living sober. Good for you. So you were busy. I was busy. So what's up? So now we are on step three. Step three. Step three. Made up. Came. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves. No. Made up made a decision to turn their will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood. And there you go. No wonder it was hard for me to remember because <laughs> it's a hard one. Uh -huh. It's a hard one. It's so hard. It's so hard. But I was good hard. one and two, I was really good with, but now sitting back here after, you know, 14 years of recovery and you had just said 22 years, congratulations again. And, you know, I remember when they said, Turn your will and your life for the care of God. I was like, my whole life? Yes. They said yes. That's the easy part. It's your whole will. That's the problem. No, but it was my kids. I was like, you want me to turn my kids over to God? That's kind of a lot. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. At least for me, it was. I'm sure. It's not easy turning things over. Oh my gosh. It's really, it's having the willingness. Especially and when you are so like worried and concerned and filled with you know, fear and convinced that, you know, if things don't go a certain way that they won't turn out the way they're supposed to turn out and the way I wanted them to turn out. And that. I think that even today in this environment is like, wow. Mm-hmm. And we're all being we're all being challenged. I think alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Oh, absolutely. I was talking to uh, somebody today. I had to run some errands today, and uh, and I was talking to somebody today, and uh, and they said, well, "Would you mind doing this?" I said, "No, not at all." And they were like, "Oh, thank you." And I said, "Yeah, it's nice to like not be cranky." And they're like, "Oh my God, everybody is so cranky. I just can't stand it." Oh my gosh, everybody's so I. I I to tell you that I, I talked about this, I think last week, but you know, I saw something in the grocery store and they didn't, they were so miserable. I was like, why are they so miserable? Oh my God, they're so miserable. And then another friend of mine said that she went to the grocery store yesterday and she only had eight items and the person in front of her had all these gift cards and stuff, I guess. And she said, oh, you can go in front of me. Mm-hmm. And the person didn't even turn back and say, thank you. Mm. 
what kind of an, <laughs> so we're going to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand them. And we're like, okay, our will, what is that going to be? You know, it's like everything, like with what's going on with COVID, like everybody's, I mean, I know that for me, I feel like, when are we going to wake up from this bad dream and this, we're not going to have to wear these crazy masks because it feels so uncomfortable and so strange. And you can't see anybody smile if they are smiling. We know that they're all cranky, but to turn my will and my life over the care of God as I understood him. Like I have to, you know, I'm a big believer today. I mean, when I first came in, I wanted to get these steps done. I've said this every time I think I wanted to graduate summa cum laude from mm -hmm. something. And I'm like, I'm going to graduate summa cum laude from this. It'll be the first thing that I do that I'll do perfectly well. And it was like, I could do number one. I'm powerless. I remember feeling the feeling of like, I'm swearing I'm only having one drink, having 47. And then being restored to sanity. Once I went, understood that that fact that I kept going out and trying to just have one drink and I never could was like, that was like, okay, I get that. That's, mm -hmm. And I had a God as we talked about last week. And then, okay, so now this God, I'm going to churn my will and my life over the care of God. And it's, um, I'm going to get a little personal because we also know that that's what busy does is she gets personal and she's again, authentic. So, you know, right now we're going through this change in our lives and we don't know where we're going to end up in in about six months, a little less than six months. And um, it's turning my will over to the fact that I don't know where we're going. Mm -hmm. And I have a wise, I can call her my sponsor. I can call her my, my, um, uh, she's my fellow traveler. Mm -hmm. She's a little bit, she's got more sobriety than me times double, more mm -hmm. than double than sobriety than I do. And I was talking to her today and I said, I just don't know where we're going to go. And you know what she said? What? She knows, you know, wherever you go, you're going to have a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. This is and true. And she said, you know, step three is something you have to live every day. Mm-hmm every single solitary day when you wake up. And when you feel this fear, like I've been feeling a lot of fear lately, she said, you know, lean into God. And I'm like, so I, you know, take my body and I'm leaning into God. I physically am leaning and I'm just like, God, just show me today. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, none of us know where we're going. And that's my problem is that I, not that I know where I'm going all the time, because I don't. I don't know what's going to happen, if there's going to be a detour, if something's, whatever, accidents, everything else. I don't know what's going to happen. And that, getting comfort in that. Getting comfort in that. And um, some free visuals I use for this are, you know, a little kid in the car seat. They're sitting in the car seat and you give them a fake steering wheel. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this is where you're going to go. And like, you can see the kid in the back trying to literally like, you see the the kids in the back and they've got the trying horn. To turn, and, trying to turn that car right into the toy store. Right. Or where, or candy store, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having that, it's just, I just feel like that. Like the little kid in the car seat or you're in a canoe and God's behind you steering and you're paddling, but you don't know where you're going, but God does know. But all you have to do is paddle, right? Mm -hmm. That's another example I have of it. And um, 
really just letting go to each day. And I think, and I talked about this last week, but writing your, I'm a firm believer in, if I did, did write a to-do list, people, you know, I don't write a to-do list on no. each day. Uh-huh. Um, but if I were to write a to-do list, you know, I'd have to write it in pencil. Absolutely. Because I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And being, I think knowing it in your head is one thing. Like I know in my head, I'm, I know in my head that I want to get certain things. I want COVID to be over. I want the election to be over. I want it all to be over. I just want to just have calm. I want to have things back to normal. I just want everybody to be happy. I just want people to smile. I want people to just be, you know, feeling content. And a lot of people are feeling no content, content, discontented. They're feeling very discontented Mm -hmm. and very un, just not safe or, or whatever. And getting comfortable in your heart that it's okay. Mm-hmm. God has me. So if we believe in we're Christian, if you're Christian out there, which I am, and JF is, I would say you're a Christian. I don't mm-hmm. know if you would say you're a Christian. I would say I'm a Christian. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not speaking for you. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> when you well, say that not, you're Christian. Definitely not anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when you say you're Christian, at least the way I was raised, you know, you know, God has made a plan and God has a plan for you and it's all going to be okay. And if you're a good person, you'll end up in heaven, right? That's what it's Christianity. I'm not talking about spirituality. Yeah. I'm talking about Christianity, which is too, totally different, right? Yeah. I think that's, that's a big part of it. Yeah. So having that sense in my heart, like I do the right thing. I'm a good person. I'm a nice person. Then at the end of the day, we'll end up in heaven. So having that sense that God has a plan, he already had a plan the minute I was born. Knowing that in my head and then feeling that in my heart that I'm not, I don't need to be scared. And there's a phrase that I love. What's that? Faith, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Well, you brought up the, uh, I think the great analogy is, is the canoe where you're in the front of the canoe and all you have to do is paddle, but you don't have to steer. And uh, if you're really in the good spot with, you know, faith and trust in God, you don't even have to think about where you're going because it doesn't matter. You're just going to get there. You know, he's got it under control so that you don't have to worry about it. But that takes a lot. As a human, because you're looking out of the canoe, you're like, oh my God, there's a waterfall up there. Oh, there's a rock. Oh my God, there's a tree. There's this, there's that, you know? I don't want to go there. There's a fork in the river and I want to go right and we're going left. I mean, whatever it is, you know, you're a human. And uh, that's where you have to have faith and trust. So what I, what I like about the step is, you know, my understanding at least is that <clears throat> just like when we talked about step two and, and you know, in step two, you know, said, you don't even have to believe. You just have to be willing to believe. That's it. And and it will happen. And in step three, you don't have to turn your life and your will over. You know, you don't, you just have to make a decision. You have to say, I want to turn my life, my will over. And you're on your way. You know, once you do that, it will start to happen. And uh, I can tell you that if, if it were possible for somebody to be sober for 10,000 years, they would still be struggling with, you know, fully giving their life and their will over to the care of God 
as they understood them. I don't know that anybody is able to do that perfectly because we're human. You know, we're not Jesus Christ. That's the perfect example that we had. You know, he turned fully turned his life and his will over to, to God. But he had complete trust and complete faith. You know, we're human and uh, we stray all the time. But because we made that decision, we can keep coming back and we can say, you know what? Well, what was I like 10 years ago? What was I like eight years ago? What was I like 12 years ago? You know, what am I like now? Well, I've definitely made progress, right? I definitely, if nothing else, at least I'm aware, you know, a lot of times when I'm doing it, when I didn't used to be, you know, it used to be just like, of course I'll take charge. Of course I'll take over. You know, of course I'll wade in and straighten things out and fix everybody and make everything happen the way it's supposed to happen. I had, um, there was a, a guy that I, a, old guy in the program, same thing, had been sober for 30, 35 years, whatever it was. And uh, he used to say the same thing at every single morning or every single meeting that he went to. And he said, you know, what I've learned is that <clears throat> when the wind changes direction, I've learned how to set the angle of my sails. You know, in other words, you know, I don't try to change the wind back to the way I wanted it to be able to get to where I want to get to. You know, I just adapt to as things come and and that's the way it's going to be. You know, I can let it go. And uh, that's a great analogy to me too. I love it. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. If anybody's out there has ever sailed, you know that when you're sailing, you're constantly having to, you know, change the jib, put the jib up, put the jib down, mass the sails this way, mass the sails that way. Right. And if the wind stops, guess what? You're just not going anywhere. You're just sitting there dead in the water. <laughs> that's the way it is. Like, okay, nothing I can do Hopefully about it. Hopefully you have an engine. All the, all the... All the, all the controlling and manipulating and conniving that I can come up with, I'm not going to get the wind to blow. I just, I can't be on my power, you know? So I may as well, obviously I'm sitting here for a reason. And we've talked about it many times, you know, <clears throat> I'm stuck in traffic. Well, old me would be, that was just a, a trigger for me to turn into a maniac, right? And uh, I've come to appreciate the fact, and uh, in fact, in our drive down from, from Pennsylvania, uh, there was at one point a horrendous accident on the road, you know, horrendous. And whatever traffic we were stuck in, I'm sure it was just so we, would, we wouldn't be five minutes further down the road when that accident occurred, probably, you know. I don't know. I don't know what, what God has in store. But I know that I don't complain about that anymore because I understand that he probably saved my life or he wants me to do something else. And when you just said that, I was like, we don't know what God's going to do. No. We have no idea. No. And it's really hard at times. And the, you know what makes it so hard? Because <clears throat> we have tiny little minds and tiny little imaginations. And we think we have great imaginations and we don't, you know? And we think like, I, I can think of every possibility that's going to happen. Well, you can't, you know, because you can't even get close to it because an infinite number of possibilities can happen. You've heard me talk about it before. And if I'm with God, you know, then I'm open to the infinite possibilities. If I'm with me, I'm only open to the finite possibilities that I can see. And when I'm worried or nervous about something and I'm projecting to the future, the possibilities that I see are like, they're generally like not good, you know? 
And, but there's, and they're wildly inaccurate because the truth of the matter is, you know, have I ever gone a day without food, without shelter, without clothing, without comfort, without love? Never in my life have I gone a day without any one of those things. Never. But our heads sure, our humanness, our humanness sure gets in the way. Doesn't it? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. It takes takes a lot of it's just it's a lot of work it's a lot of work and i've been working a lot on it mm-hmm. on that letting go each day yeah it's just like it's about to me for me anyway it's just it's just all about my level of of faith and trust you know and i'm blessed that i have a wonderful wife that works a program and so i have exposure to that all day i'm you know i'm blessed that i have uh, people in my life that, that are, I'm very close to that are, you know, either in a spiritual program or very religious. And so I get to pray with a lot of different people throughout the course of the day. And uh, I like that, you know, because it reminds me, like I get reminded every single morning that it's not my world. It's not my plan. Um, I'm just here to deal with it, you know, and do the best I can. So, you know, I trade securities for a living in the market and the market does what the market does, you know? And if I'm, if I'm right, I make money. If I'm wrong, I lose money. The market goes up and down all the time. And I can't, I don't know. I have no idea. Like I, I can say, I think this is what's going to happen. Um, but I have no idea what's going to happen on a minute to minute basis. And I've been able because of my relationship with the higher power, I've been able to just completely turn that over to him and say like, Ed, it's out of my control. You know, so my job is just to do the best I can within those markets, whether it goes up or down, doesn't really matter because it's out of my control and I can't worry about it. You know, I just have to, when the wind changes direction, you know, I have to reset my sails and that's the way I'm going to go. And it's okay. It's you know? so okay. It's mm-hmm. so okay. It's, um, I was thinking about how, you know, being in this place that we've worked so hard to get to at least and, and i know you do have too you know getting to this place of like living this third step it's and you mentioned it last week the cha-cha it's the third part of the cha-cha right one mm-hmm. two three one two three one two three and um being in that good spiritual place allows for instance running out your home i rented out my home and i have no fears about it whatsoever mm-hmm. None. I'm like, it's going to happen. I was ready for it to happen because I, I don't know if I would have been ready five years ago, but I am today and I let go to it totally. Like whatever happens, happens. It's all going to, I'm going to roll with it. It's all good. I don't, if something comes up, I'll deal with it. I don't have any personal, like anything against anything. I'm just like, I'm totally at go to that. And I think that there's a lot of people that have are so dying to grasp onto something, right? And it just, their entire life is based on material things and all the rest of the stuff that doesn't really matter at the end of the day, really at all. It's your relationships with the human beings that are around you. Mm-hmm. And um, as I say that, it's good for me to say it and get it out of my head because it, make, it reaffirms how I feel in my heart. Like I, you know, for so long material items were so excuse me, were so, they defined me, right? Mm-hmm. 
my nice, I find a nice car, find a nice dress, find nice jewelry, da, 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 da. But it all comes down to really letting go and realizing none of that stuff matters. Like at the end of the day, like you come into this earth as baby and then you die and you know, the journey in between is just, it's, it's just, I think it's like peeling back that onion and reeling, realizing at the end of the day, what is really important? Mm -hmm. What is the most important thing? And the step three is a huge part of like finding, getting to that place where you're at peace. Yes. But when certain things happen, like pandemics, mm -hmm. ballistic missiles coming to you, um, there's so much uncertainty that happens right in that moment that you feel so out of control. And as at me, I can only speak for myself, as me as an alcoholic, I'm like, oh my God, but I want to control something. What can I can control? You, you read my mind. Yeah. What can I can control? Mm-hmm that's what we did right there it has to be something that i can control and, and there's we, one thing me praying or not willing there's one thing one thing that you can control but that i at least i, I believe the same about myself the only thing i can control you know are just my own thoughts that's it but sometimes you can't even control your own thoughts well until you get to that place where which which is prayer meditation which is all the way down at step 11 but you know, getting to that place right now where my thoughts are, that's where the gratitude comes in, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I think they always say a grateful alcoholic will not drink. That's what they say. I they say it. that. They say that. And mm -hmm. I have to say, I've been grateful. And when you wake up in the morning and if it's grateful just because there's lights on. How about just because you're awake? Just because you're awake. Yeah, because you didn't have to be. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a meditation I've listened to a lot and it's um, very short. It's on Inside Timer and it's from, um, he's from India and he says, you know, you woke up today. Do you know how many millions of people did not wake up today? That's right. It's funny. I listened to a gratitude meditation lately and uh, <clears throat> she starts out, she says, you know, think about your feet and be grateful for your feet. Think of all the places your feet have brought you in your life. I like that. Oh, I like that too. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. You know, I can tell you that um, today, now we have tools. Like we can go and do the prayer meditation. I can say, I woke up on my birthday and I was filled with fear. I was not nice. Sorry about that. But, um, and I got in the car and I drove to the beach and I watched the sunrise. Mm -hmm. And I was by myself. <clears throat> I was with God and the sun and the beach and the waves. And I just thought to myself, thank you, God. Just thank you for these past 52 years. Like, thank you for 52 years of my life. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for my life. Mm -hmm. I'm filled with gratitude. Like, and it changed my entire day. And um, not every day is great, but I, if I use the tools that I've learned in this program, like this one, like I'm powerless over everything. God will restore my sanity. And I've got to turn my will and my life over to him. And I have to do that every day, every single solitary day. And, um, you know, it doesn't get stale. No, it doesn't. No, my life does. Def my recovery is not a stale thing. It's constantly, I'm constantly working on it. 
at mm -hmm. all times. I mean, there are, there are times when I feel like things are going really well and I can maybe lay back sometime on my laurels sometimes, but there always seems to be something that comes up that makes me work harder again mm -hmm. because, because I get so crazed, right? I get so crazed in my head and I become so human and things bother me that normally wouldn't bother me and they ha and that happens and I'm like, I gotta get to work. So doing this in the beginning, I think like learning these things in the beginning of your recovery is so important because you can always go back to them. Always, always, always. It's like, I, you know, I might have this many years. I haven't had a drink in over 14 years, but I still am constantly working on it mm -hmm. all the time. I'm I, always, I'm always peeling back more and more and more and more and more. I'm never going to be perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I strive to be more comfortable in my own skin. Because I think that's a thing that happens is that we have to get, um, um, you know, we have to get to that place that we are comfortable in our own skin. Mm -hmm. Because so many of us, I think, aren't comfortable in our own skin. Hence, we drink a lot. Sure. Or, you know, because you drank a lot and now you're not drinking anymore, you're like, now what am I going to do? Like, now I don't know how to act or do anything. Right even have a conversation with somebody. It's scary. I, yeah, it is. It's tough. Early sobriety is not easy at all. No, it's And it's not. funny. And then, you know, and, and in regards to this step, I just, I remember myself in early sobriety. And what I hear from so many other people is like, you know, my, my will in my life, are they like, how do I know if it's like, what, how do I know if it's my will? And I know if it's God's will, like, you know, how do I know? <laughs> how do I know? Like, what is this God's will or my will? Like, how do I know? And, uh, and I spent a lot of time, like, how do I know? Like, you know, how do I figure that out? And uh, like what I learned for myself over time was, uh, you know, if I'm not sure, I should look for friction. And uh, if I find friction, then, you know, I can be assured that it's my will. You know, when I'm exerting my will, that always seems to cause friction, you know, because when I'm exerting my will, I'm doing those things you talked about, right? I'm trying to control. I'm, you know, trying to cajole, I'm trying to do whatever it is. Um, you know, my big thing is always to try to like find some outcome. I want an outcome. And in order for me to get that outcome, then, you know, all the people that are around me need to behave in certain ways and do certain things or it's not going to work. And so it's my job to get them to do what I need them to do. And uh, man, does that cause a lot of friction. So, so hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, what you just described, I mean, I am always like wanting the neon light, go this way, or there's a burning bush, go this way, or don't go this way, go that way. And it's, yeah, and it's, it, it, and it doesn't happen. No, it turns out all you do is sit there and paddle. Right. That's it. And do you know that doing nothing is doing something? Absolutely. And it is so uncomfortable to do nothing. Mm -hmm. But right now I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to do that. And I'm doing nothing until whatever happens, happens. Whatever's meant to be will happen. Or you'll get, you, you, you'll finally get, say, oh, I, I know what I need to do now. That's how it works yeah. for me. If I wait long enough, I'll say, all right, I, I finally know what I need to do. You know, but, you know, because I'm an alcoholic, I just want to panic all the time and just do something. Like, I got to do something. I got to do something. Oh, my God. And, uh, but I don't. No, I look around the house is not on fire. Right. There are not intruders in the house. There's no floodwaters are not coming up. You know, none yeah. of that's happening. Yeah. I don't have to. Do 
to do anything. And, and, if, and if that happens, then I'll know what to do, right? You know, but it's just, I want to react all the time. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make, make is that um, so much of what this step is to me is, is, uh, is showing me that I ran my life on reaction. That's, that's where my will gets me all the time. Everything's always a reaction. And, uh, you know, the program and the, and the steps tell us that we need to be in action, you know, not reaction. And for me to find right action, I need to find right action. And a lot of times the way that I find that is just to, I have to sit still, you know, I have to do what you talked about. I have to pray and I have to meditate. And, uh, I'm also an alcoholic. So I want to know, I want to know immediately. I want the answer now, you know, I don't want to wait five minutes. I don't want to wait five seconds. You know, I just can't do that. And I had to learn how to be like, that's, that's called letting go. Right. I got to let it go. And it's hard. I'm an instant gratification guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's letting go. Letting yeah. go. Yeah. But when you do it, man, it's life is beautiful. Amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like being in Mecca. Like, well, it is. It's so peaceful. It's so serene. And the people around you are also nice because you're not messing with them all the time. And you're not trying to be not your authentic self. Like I got to let go and just be me and like mm -hmm. me for who I am. And that's taken a long time. Sure. Well, I but love like, you, honey. So maybe I that helps out a little bit. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> but like today, even on the golf course, I was like, does it really matter? Nobody really cares what my swing is or what my score is. No one could care less. No, no only uh, people only care about their own score. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it felt so good today because I was just me. Well, that's the best way to be. That's why you played well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just me. Yeah. So I hope this helps somebody out there. Well, I think we probably need to talk about it some more before we move on from it. Honestly, there's a lot to it. And uh, do you think we should talk about it more next week? Probably. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about step three some more next week, everybody. I think so. And we won't come on so late. I promise. I'm going to make us do it on Monday. I don't care. Whatever we have going on, we're doing it on Monday. And so it'll be up for you Tuesday morning because mm -hmm. it's so much easier that way than having to jam it in at the end of the day. And here we are at the nighttime. It's almost, what time is it? It's 9 p.m. I know. Craziness. Mm -hmm. We go to bed soon. We're going to bed in like half an hour. So with that, everybody. Good night. We'll be back with you next week. Well, no, we won't. I'll be back with you this week. I'll talk to you on Thursday, everybody. You will. I have a guest. I have a guest coming on tomorrow. I'm excited about excited. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you won't hear it till Thursday. And until next time, keep getting busy. Living. So By the way, if you want to reach out to me, reach out to me at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busy, B-U-S-Y, living sober. Dot com dot com beautiful Good beautiful night. does that work that does thanks for 208 i'll drop, I'll, I'll 208. drop you a line can you guys believe we're 208 208 and um i'm no longer oh wait busy living sobers on facebook i'm also on instagram and um youtube reddit i think all those things so until next time everybody keep getting busy living sober love you all Mwah! Bye. And thanks for everybody that subscribed to our channel. We love it. Thank you so much. And subscribe, please, please, please. Thank you. We love it. Bye.